0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Bonicula Cast. The, or excuse me, what's it called? The, <laughs> hello, everybody, and welcome to the Podicula Podcast. Whatever <laughs> it's called, it's the internet's premier Bonicula fan cast. Uh-huh. uh-huh. And my name's Jackson McMurray. My
1: name's Ellie McMurray. Man, I sure know a lot about this book series:
0: The Bunicu Cast. The banic cast. cast b- is, is what we
1: binoculars. are. The
0: This is the banic cast and I'm Jackson McMurray.
1: And I'm Adeline McMurray. And I've been bitten by a radioactive
0: bunny. <laughs> no, you're a bunny who's been bitten by a vampire. Is the vampire
1: radioactive?
0: It could be, I guess. I don't know. Does a vampire vampires? have to be radioactive? So hold, on, hold on. part of it. Okay, hold on, hold on. you are bitten by a radioactive spider you take on the properties of a spider yes everyone yes. knows this yes this is true for all things right if you're bitten by a radioactive yes. bear if you're or bitten a by a radioactive man bat like batman was yeah
1: um
0: but if you are bitten by a regular dracula then the same thing happens you take on you take on the properties of a dracula
1: but well, then you're a double vampire if it's radioactive So yeah, if it's a
0: v- if it's a radioactive vampire, what are the pr- how much more of a vampire could you become than just becoming a regular vampire? You become
1: a double vampire. Everybody knows this.
0: I guess maybe you also become a radioactive vampire as opposed yeah, you, to just Yeah, a you yeah, you gain one. the
1: radiation. Like if you go to Chernobyl, <laughs> you turn into an elephant. You get the elephant foot. Right. right. <laughs> The
0: elephant foot.
1: You catch the elephant foot.
0: Is that some kind of horrible disease that's real or are you making that up?
1: No, that's what the In Chernobyl when the when the radiation busted open like a can of <laughs> like a can of dough inside of a hot car. They call it the right. elephant's foot. Have you never seen the elephant's foot?
0: (laughs) No, I don't feel like I really want to either. No,
1: it's too late. I've already typed it into Google.
0: No, no, no. Don't show me the elephant's foot. I don't want to see it. It's
1: not gross. It looks like a bunch of dough.
0: That sounds real gross. And it's a person's body?
1: No, 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 no. It's just radiation.
0: Oh, it's just the thing that... I thought you were talking about a mutation that somebody contracted.
1: No, 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 no.
0: I was like, no, oh, God, analyze it. No.
1: Why would I? Why? Why?
0: That's what I was wondering. No, yeah,
1: it's just, like, radiation that seeped out of it, and they call it the elephant's foot. Oh, yeah. And if yeah. you touch it, you explode.
0: Like molten uranium?
1: Yeah. No, it's not it like the elephant, doesn't even look like an elephant's man. foot.
0: I thought you were just, like, Googling horrible deformities no. to start showing me pictures no. <laughs> on Discord. I was like... Fuck no, Adelaide. This is not a good energy for a podcast. Man,
1: you know what's really sad?
0: Uh, the, el- the elephant, the elephant
1: man. man. Yeah, it's sad. Yeah,
0: it's, <laughs> yeah, it's super sad. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you want to know what else is super sad? Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. Let's get into oh, it.
1: Oh, yep. I cry every time. It's
0: very sad. The saddest. The saddest movie. The saddest of all movies, perhaps. Let's dig into it. Got um, my
1: fork. I got my knife. I'm ready to cry. <laughs> just like every so, thanksgiving.
0: Yeah. So and you know we are we're watching the uh Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire this week in yeah, case Harry you Potter weren't paying attention when you clicked on this podcast. Um I just want to start off with right at the beginning. We've got Okay, what do you think of this movie, Adeline?
1: I think it's my favorite of the series thus far. Yeah, honestly, kind of same. It's super um, good. For a really long time, I thought the third was my favorite one, but I feel like the third was kind of boring after watching it a second time. This one's really right. good.
0: Yeah, and sort of my big takeaway from it was, like, in in almost all ways, the third one is, like, a better movie, right? Oh, yeah. It's, like, more tightly crafted. Everything is so much more economical. Like, in terms of, like just sort of the way that it's written everything is so much more immaculately put together you know
1: it's also Um, based off of a shorter book though
0: yeah um and but sort of the result of that is that it's you know it's got great tension of release and it's very exciting and it's engaging the whole time but emotionally I never felt especially engaged with it you know which is sort of the opposite of the way that this movie is because in a lot of ways it's kind of a disaster oh yeah but I oh, yeah. also found it a lot more just fun. emotionally compelling than any yeah. of the other ones have been well so this far.
1: movie does such a good job uh, way better than the other Harry Potter movies have of like having more fun with like magic and being a little bit sillier but then also being a lot more serious like what they needed to be like mm-hmm. it just had a really right. good control of its tone so that they could like play with it without right. giving you whiplash. Right. Like, the and scene, I, okay. to jump kind of jump forward into the movie, like that scene where, during Defense Against the Dark Arts, where he's showing them the Forbidden Curses, he's making the spider, like, dance around. And everyone's right, like, yeah. oh, ha he's controlling the spider. And then he immediately turns around It's like, oh, what will I have to do next? Jump out the window, drown itself? And the scene, like, stops because you realize, yeah. oh, shit.
0: Yeah, no, that scene's great. That scene yeah. works really well. Okay, the first thing I want to dig into, though, Is that, like, the first, like, 20 minutes of this movie are a fucking disaster. Yeah,
1: no, it's bad.
0: They're a total dumpster fire. Which is... It's, like, everything is so, like, not, like, fast-paced, like, rushed. And it's, like, so... The the way it's shot is so, like, claustrophobic. And I never have any sense of, like, who is in any given scene. Yeah. Like, right at the beginning, they're at the Quidditch World Cup, right? (laughs) And, like there's all these people around and they're doing all these things and they're like, oh, come on, Harry, we're going to this old boot. And it's like, there's no like big establishing shot or like shot where everybody has a little line to be like, here's who's in this scene yeah it's like every time somebody just shows up i'm just like oh fucking i guess great george were here this whole time like i can't i can't keep track of what's happening yeah. in this no,
1: literally it's like nightmare wake up guess what everyone's here you're in the burrow wake up super early we're gonna touch a boot boom we're in ireland or whatever boom there's a bunch of people harry forgets how magic works for a second boom kkk's <laughs> here that's just like the whole yeah. opening of this film okay what's up with that though because they like they go to like their tent that they've like set up and it's and it's like haha it's small and Harry's like what's up with this small tent how are we all gonna fit in this <laughs> small tent right and it's like Harry <laughs> do you remember that magic thing that you've been doing for three right. years <laughs> <laughs>
0: um okay I am gonna say though There's this like fairly long shot. It's maybe like the longest shot in the whole like first twenty minutes of this movie, where it's like sunrise and there's this really long tracking shot of like their legs against the sunrise, panning over towards the boot. Yeah, and it's just like, it's like perfect. It's chef's kiss. It's really, really beautiful. Um, It's just like this weird moment where it's like everything's a horrible nightmare until there's like ten seconds of like this really gorgeous shot. shot and that's yeah. what
1: keeps you going.
0: Exactly. Yeah.
1: Going back um, a little bit. I love during the nightmare cuz the nightmare scene is fun. It's like it's, it's it's fun in the books. It's kind of weird in the context of the movie. But right. I love how Voldemort <laughs> goes I want to give him a proper greeting. And <laughs> I I thought that was really good. <laughs> uh. I thought that was a cool, good thing that they did. It wasn't corny or bad at all.
0: Right. Um, Two things that I have written down in sequence on my first page of notes. Um, First is, too fast. Bad fast. Is this movie bad? Question mark. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I was thinking about. Am I to believe that? (laughs) Um, Also, apparently the actor
1: who plays Cedric is just always that pale. Because literally, that, that, yeah, that first shot that he's there and he's so pale, I was like, there's Twilight Man.
0: There's yeah, Twilight like he's going to be Batman. He's going to be Batman and he's, he's going to kick ass and at he's it. Still I'm so gonna excited be that about pale.
1: it. He's just a pale yeah, probably. boy.
0: Yeah, but that works for Batman. Yeah. He's in his little cave all the time.
1: Batman is a pale boy.
0: Um, it's from okay. that
1: alleyway that he lives in.
0: The Quidditch sequence itself, I. S- I don't know. I have a complicated feeling about it because it's still way too fast and it's very much part of this opening sequence that's just too, 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 too fast. Yeah. Um, But those, that, like, 90 seconds of, like, they're at the Quidditch World Cup and the game is going on right now is yeah. really fun and exciting.
1: Yeah. No, that's what I talk about. This this movie has so much more fun with, like, magic in, like, the world than the other ones do because, like, that's, like... the tournament is like super fun like even i remember in the books there's this really cool part of it where harry like looks around and he sees like little kids with like toy brooms and stuff and he kind of realizes that to a lot of people like magic is their whole world and to him it's only like a part of his life and it's a really cool scene in the books and then yeah and it's cool in the movie but we have to go past it so fast And I I wrote down, it's like, they don't show us the Quidditch game, like, even a little bit. Like, not even the highlights uh or anything. And it's just, like, I mean, like, good? Because I don't know if I would want to watch a whole Quidditch game, and this movie is already, like, two and a half hours. But, like, (laughs) also, why are we here if it's not to watch the Quidditch game?
0: Yeah, and I also, I just, I really like the production design of the Quidditch stadium, too, because it would have been so easy to just be like, oh, it's like a football stadium or whatever. Yeah. But, like, it's it's designed with the sport of Quidditch in mind, you know? Yeah. Like, it's piled up on these huge, huge walls of just people. Because it takes place in midair, you know? Yeah. Like, you, you're not just going to be watching it from the ground. You've got this, like, cylinder of just people around this yeah. Quidditch field.
1: Yeah, Lu- Lucius, as he passes the Weasleys and he has to make a <laughs> snide remark. Yeah. And he's like... Uh, let If it rains, you'll be the first to know because you're so high up. <laughs> it's like that's probably the best seats for a Quidditch game where the people yeah. are flying around. Yeah. Like
0: I've got courtside seats. I get to touch the grass.
1: <laughs> yeah, I could <can> see dirt <laughs> that they will not be touching. I, I will have a sprained up- neck from looking up the whole game.
0: <laughs> I get to look up the players' robes. <laughs>
1: Because uh-huh, I'm Lucius and I'm into that. Yeah.
0: They don't like it when you do that, but I do. <laughs> oh, oh, oh.
1: It's my little secret. Shh. <laughs> anyway, um. but this in the books, this is also the Quidditch match that just lets you know that Quidditch is a bullshit game.
0: Yeah, quit it. Okay, I seriously, I've said it before on this podcast, and I'll yes. say it again. Just make the snitch worth. Uh, worth excuse less. me. <clears throat> yeah, make the snitch worth less points. If it were worth fifty points,
1: the game would make sense again. Yeah, well, because if I remember in the books, the whole thing is that Victor Krum gets to snitch, and the game ends, but then his team loses, right? Somehow. <laughs> which means that they were just thoroughly getting an ass thrashing from the other team which had to be a hundred points ahead. Right, yeah. So, anyway. So, yeah, Quidditch it's just dumb. like, it's
0: too it's stupid. And like, it it's so dumb. It's dumb. It's so dumb. Uh, whatever, whatever. I can't continue to do this right I know. I've right, had um, a
1: question my whole life and I don't know if anyone can answer it about Harry Potter. Okay. Is the Minister of Magic in charge of all magic? Or just in England?
0: I think he's the the regional
1: guy. Because they I like think talk, it's just England. They, like, talk to, like, other ministers, too. At some point. And even are in this sure? movie, there was, like, the African wizards who were, like, there for, like, one shot for a second.
0: Right. But that doesn't necessarily mean that they are not ruled by the same guy.
1: Yeah. I don't like that. I don't like England being in charge of all magic.
0: <laughs> I don't know. I don't know it's the, the answer. Colonialism,
1: to that. I don't like it. <laughs>
0: I think I think it's just for England.
1: I think it is too. But why because, is like, he Why is he here at the Quidditch match then if it's between Ireland and Bulgaria?
0: <laughs> you know what? That's a really good question actually. I think he is the Minister of Magic of the whole world.
1: He shouldn't be doing that <laughs> <laughs> right
0: and then like later when he stops being the minister and then somebody else steps in it's another english guy
1: yeah it's another it like, would be one guy. thing if
0: it were like there's one guy who's in charge of everything but right now it just happens to be an english guy
1: yeah no it
0: seems like it's always an english guy i think it's an english guy in fantastic beasts and where to find him too
1: no it's a lady isn't it the black lady
0: Oh, I don't know, maybe. I don't like those movies, so I can't remember.
1: <laughs> yeah. Either way, she's still British.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um. The... Okay, so now we're at Hogwarts. Oh, wait. Um,
1: are we going to skip over the KKK Death Eater scene? Um, I mean,
0: what do you have to say about I it? I mean,
1: I was just, like, shocked at how biting that was nowadays. I don't think that oh, was... yeah. I mean, I think it definitely still had a punch when it came out, but, like, especially now, it's like, oh, woof. (laughs) Like, oh, I I know that feeling, woof.
0: No, especially, and there's this great, there's that great moment where, I don't know if it's during this time or later, when they're like, how did that, how did that happen? I'm sure there was, like, tons of security, and they're like, there was tons of security. That's why we're so freaked out about it. Yeah. That's just, like, a really, it's a really, really effective
1: Yeah. Well, and especially because, it right, it's it's another one of those really harsh tonal shifts where we go from the wizard Cup, which is super fun magic, like, exploring the universe, like, right. just hanging out to, like, the Death Eaters are here, and they're going to kill everyone, and it's just such a, yeah. like, harsh tone shift. And right. the way that they handle it is super effective because you have them just, like, hanging out inside the tents, and they've been hearing people yelling all day, and then suddenly they hear people yell just... A little bit different and then suddenly they're <laughs> horrified and they have to wrap everything up. Like it's just right, so yeah. effective.
0: Yeah, no, I totally agree. Yeah. Um so now we're at Hogwarts. <laughs> yeah. Um, my favorite bit in this whole movie. Um they're talking about the beginning of the year and they're introducing the Triwizard Cup. Yeah.
1: Um
0: and then their their sky there's lightning in it for some reason. And then Mad-Eye Moody comes out and shoots a laser at it and there <laughs> stops being lightning Wait,
1: I thought that now. was like an alarm system that Barty Crouch was in Hogwarts. I thought that was the whole thing.
0: If it is, they do not speak a word of it. I
1: thought that was a thing. Maybe I'm just making a... Maybe I'm just helping J.K. Rowling out. Right. I thought that's what that was.
0: <laughs> well, because in the... in Just for me watching the movie, what happens... Is they're talking? Lightning happens. Everyone is scared. Everyone's like, "Oh no, something's wrong. This isn't supposed to happen." Yeah. And then Mad Eye just comes in and shoots a laser at the roof,
1: and it stops.
0: And, and we're good now.
1: We've uh, we missed some really good things on the train. First of all, we have the uh, the coolest thing about Ron is his. There's no going to say this, but like the fact that the what's core of his character is that he comes from a poor family and he hates it and so we see right. a little bit of the train and we see that throughout the films and like his moments of jealousy with harry but it's never mm-hmm. like so specifically said as it is on right. the train when he like goes to buy candy and realize he can't get all of the candy that he wants and it's a very right sad and especially
0: moment. in this movie that's so built around the friction between the two of them
1: oh yeah it's like a really good way to sort of line
0: yeah just like start start building just some little some sand in the gears yeah. of their relationship
1: Oh, but then literally two seconds later, Cho Chang walks up to the trolley and orders some pumpkin pasties. What the hell are pumpkin pasties?
0: <laughs> I'm more concerned about the fact that why didn't she order them when the trolley came by? By her, because she comes her.
1: from the other or direction. Is she-
0: or is, it, or is it the opposite she's just too impatient she has to go up and get her <laughs> pumpkin needs those pasties pumpkin right pasties? now yeah what she's are chosen they? for pumpkin pasties oh. if you know what I mean
1: Yeah wiki face also <laughs> and then Hermione's like you should write to Sirius to establish the fact that you've been in communication with Sirius which right. is fine. but then Harry just like writes a letter and just writes Sirius black on it like he's not <laughs> a known criminal. And he gives it to Hedwig, which should just have a tattoo on her that says, I'm Harry Potter's owl. And then he's just (laughs) like, this is fine. This was a smart thing to do.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's not like it's going through the post office. It's just going straight to him. But
1: then when he gets the letter from Sirius, and Sirius is like, I didn't send you Hedwig, because the, the <laughs> right. ministry has been taking letters, and everyone on the planet knows that Hedwig is your owl. And it's like, yeah, yeah. Harry, you dumbass.
0: <laughs> it's because Sirius is smarter than Harry it's, Yeah,
1: I mean, yeah. That's not <laughs> a like, joke,
0: that's just the truth.
1: This is basic stuff. <laughs>
0: um, the next thing I have written down is just that there's that one shot at the very beginning where we, like, see things from Mad-Eye Moody's perspective, yeah. and there's, like, little yeah little whizzing terminator noises in his eyeball i don't don't like that i don't like that there's terminator noises in his eyeball
1: can we talk about the stupid group ensemble dances that both the schools do
0: yeah they're dumb
1: they're dumb and bad
0: (laughs) why doesn't awkward get to do one that should have been part of it
1: yeah Uh, (laughs) they're like why doesn't their (laughs) glee club come out and do something
0: That's my favorite thing, is that every once in a while, they show you, like, just little bits and pieces of these, like, extracurriculars at Hogwarts. Yeah, like Like, the there's the choir band. in the third one, or the band in this one, and it's like, I want to know more about that. Like, who's yeah. taking music electives at Hogwarts? <laughs>
1: yeah, what's going on there? <laughs> oh, man. And also, I mean, beating a dead horse when it comes to talking about Harry Potter. But all of the stuff that's around the Triwizard Tournament is just so stupid. Yeah, it's like the whole thing. Everyone knows that it's a bad idea. They're right. all, like, aware that it sucks and that they shouldn't be doing it. And they're all simultaneously, like, trying to fix it a little bit. But they're right. still, like, doing it.
0: No, yeah. And, like, I think to me, what would fix it most of the way is just have a line of dialogue. It doesn't even... It could even just be lazy and it yeah. not really matter. Where they just say, like... Oh, and if something goes wrong and it seems like they're for real gonna die, then there are, like, referees who will, like, yeah. freeze time or something. Like, something lazy and bullshit yeah. like that would even Well, it's, work. like,
1: because they keep doing these things to, like, kind of protect the kids. They do, like, the age restriction. So, it's, like, it's right. not...
0: They're conscientious of the danger. Yeah.
1: well, because, which implies that there's not, like hard and fast, like, traditional rules that they have to follow or the Hogwarts will explode or something. Like, there's no <laughs> right. there's no stakes. It's just, like, they just make up these rules, and then they make up different rules. And then at one point, McGonagall talks to Dumbledore when Harry gets chosen, and she's like, hey, uh, we should break the rules and do something else and make new rules. And Dumbledore's like, right. no, but the rules. And it's like, <laughs> y'all.
0: Yeah. No, and it's like, I even remember in the the dragon sequence... Like, they cut to all these reaction shots of, like, the professors yeah. being, like, deeply afraid of what's happening. And it's like, hey, yeah. this is fucked up, though. Like, yeah. well, just like, if if you just made it so that there was, like, some kind of fallback, some kind yeah. of contingency plan, if, and then have the no... professors be a little bit chiller, everything would be fine.
1: Are there no spells that, like, keep, like, you can't die? Are there no, like, <laughs> no death zone spells? <laughs>
0: Probably not, Adeline. That would break everything.
1: Oh, yeah, I guess. But there's also, like... They talk about there's, like, there are no spells that can bring people back from the dead. And it's like, why not? (laughs) It's fucking magic, you guys. Like, come on.
0: It's like the genie. He just has... He has to have rules, otherwise the whole thing falls apart. I
1: know, but, like... I, I just... I guess you gotta... I don't know. I just hate magic so much <laughs> <laughs> i know it sucks um Magic's
0: i also so I, the next thing i wrote down is just that the Wizard cup just says whiz on it it does <laughs> which i think which is, is really, really funny. good um <laughs> but um
1: what i the, okay what i also don't understand is that i get that harry putting his name in the of fire is like bad news bears but like right. the whole thing with the cup is that it picks a champion from each of the schools. So why the hell did Cedric get chosen at all? Like, because if Harry got put in the goblet, then Harry would have been the champion for Hogwarts, and it still would have been a big thing, and everyone would have freaked out and said he cheated. But then why does Cedric also get chosen? Like, why does Hogwarts get two, is what I don't understand.
0: Right. I don't know. Because, you know, because it, it's rigged by Barney yeah. Crouch the Third.
1: But why would um, I just, I guess, yeah, Cedric's a spare. Yeah. I don't understand. So, why he yeah, needs why not to just
0: make it Harry Potter? Yeah, no, that's a good all. point. Uh, well, because then, whatever. like,
1: well, because then the students would have to be, like, ride or die for Harry. They couldn't have Cedric to like instead, you know?
0: Right. But don't you think that the this movie, like, at its core, like, thematically. I feel like is mostly about the friction between Harry Potter and the people around him. Absolutely, When he starts to get, like, angry and pubescent and, like, Cedric is one of those people because suddenly everybody... It's like somebody... And, you know, it's not like they've been friends for a long time. Yeah. But they're, like, familiar with each other and friendly with each other. Yeah. But all of a sudden, like people start, like, having to, like, take sides between the two of them. Yeah. And people that like Cedric are, like, wearing Potter sucks dick badges yeah. on their robes. Yeah, that's what they um, say. And it's just, like, another one of those things. Because in terms of that sort of thematic story, I think I like it.
1: Yeah, no, I love... I love what happens. I just don't understand why it happens, you know? Right, yeah. Like, I... Like, the whole the whole story between Harry and Cedric, I think, is really well done, because they do a good job of like Cedric is never a jerk to Harry. They're both right. very nice to each other and are both kind of looking out for each other. Like even yeah. when they even when they kind of like start to fight a little bit at the end, like they still save each other and help each other out. And uh-huh. I think they handle it really well. And I love the division that it creates inside of Hogwarts for Harry, which is always been a safe place. I guess right. I think that division would still have happened if cedric wasn't also chosen you know right. like mm-hmm. people would still think he cheated and people would still be like harry sucks but then you would also right. have people that you could i mean then you could have stuff of like people just supporting harry because he's from hogwarts and still being a dick to him the rest of the time you know right like i think you could uh. still have that same uh, plot line and follow your own goddamn rules that you set up also
0: <laughs> right yeah um, One of the other things, I think the scene, all that said, I think just on a micro level, the scene where Harry's name comes out of the cup is really effective. Oh, mostly because of Michael Gambon's performance, how he just, like, he really seems pissed about it.
1: Oh, yeah. And it's,
0: like, kind of scary, like, in that moment, like for Harry, like in Harry's oh, yeah. you're like, oh fuck, like I am in big trouble and I didn't even fucking do anything yeah, and I didn't do like, anything right, yeah, um,
1: <laughs> yeah people...
0: although that said I think that's like the most famous thing that people make fun of in this yep, movie, yep, is yep. did you put your name in the cup um, and I still I still don't think that that line is ideal no, but it's it could be worse
1: because like think... the
0: idea of that exchange is meant to be like Dumbledore trusts Harry implicitly. And if he says he didn't do it, then he believes that he didn't do it. The fact that he comes at him so aggressively is a little bit contrary to the idea of what they're trying to do. I guess, I
1: think it's more... I think they were trying to, like, make it be, like, panic instead of anger, and it just came off as anger. And I mean, I think in the context of the scene... I feel like the calmly version wouldn't have been effective if Dumbledore just, like, yeah. walked into the room and was like, yo, buddy, did you do that? And he's like, nah, dog. And he'd be like, well, my bro said he didn't do it. Like, I feel like that wouldn't be effective at all.
0: <laughs> right, yeah. Like, I it
1: feel like... He takes a hit
0: of his blunt and says... <laughs> <laughs> says...
1: Nice dude. Anyway, but yeah. Like, I think there needs to be, like, a happy medium where, like, Dumbledore does trust Harry, and but at the same time is... Panicked because you've right, had the Death yeah. Eaters march onto the game, and then you've also had Harry Potter's name come out of the Gauntlet. Like this is a scary situation. So to have yeah, Dumbledore sure. be panicked is very effective at panicking the audience because it's Dumbledore.
0: Right. Yeah. Sorry. I'm doing my best in this podcast moving forward to stop saying quote the next thing I have written down is unquote the
1: next... and the next because
0: I say that a fucking lot and I feel like it's annoying. Um. <laughs> The uh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, I have something. I have
1: something.
0: <laughs> um, I really like there's the moment where they are like doing their photo shoot, and it's like the three seventeen year olds and fourteen year old Harry, and he's like yeah. a foot shorter than all of them.
1: <laughs> it's really good. <laughs>
0: And it's, like, it's really just funny in that instant, but it's also, like, really effective in, like, showing, like, how out of place he is in that context, you know?
1: Well, you Um, know that's why they gave all the boys those dumb haircuts, is because if they gave them good haircuts, they would look a little bit older. So they gave them the dumbest haircuts imaginable.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And it's weird, like, the difference between the third movie and the fourth movie is They they weirdly look older in the third movie than yeah, they do in the no, fourth one. Yeah, no, they totally one? do.
1: Nope, it's the short hair. It makes them look older.
0: Yeah, it's like, I don't know, it's something just about the way that it's written and the way that it's shot. Like, they just feel yeah. so much, like, older and more mature in the third one than they do in this one. I don't well, know, Honestly, I, I think
1: it's because in the third one, it's just Harry, Ron, and Hermione, which are basically all the same height, and then, like, adults. So, like, you right. don't really ever see, like, older kids around and so when you put 14-year-old Harry Potter next to a 17-year-old who would be going to Hogwarts and you're like, oh, oh, he baby.
0: Right, yeah. And I do have to say, though, that Emma Watson just has, like, a really mature face, like, even she does. back then. Like, even in, like, the third one, she more or less just, like, looks like, I mean, I don't know, not an adult, but, like, yeah. a fully formed person, you know? Like, it's yeah. weird to think, like, in the well, third but, one like, she was literally 13 years old. It's like, that doesn't seem right
1: well daniel radcliffe also just has baby face like he that still has baby also is
0: true um <clears throat> the hold on did you have something else before my whatever i mean just going back
1: to this movie having fun with magic like the serious and the fire scene is really really cool
0: that's the next thing i've written down that's just a cool visual gag that's yeah, really it well is. executed i think
1: and, hey, another magic is really stupid thing, there's that scene where <laughs> Harry goes to Moody's office, and Moody, like, takes off his prosthetic leg, and it's like a piece of metal, and it's like, why don't you have a better prosthetic, Mad-Eye Moody, amazing Why isn't Wizard there man? a spell that
0: makes you grow your leg back? That seems like something yeah, you should be able to do. there's literally
1: bone-growing juice. What are you doing, yeah. Moody? Yeah, Harry lost his whole bones in yeah, the second movie, and they back. fixed that
0: pretty easy. It wasn't even yeah. a big deal.
1: Yeah, um, it was like it was like a sentence and then they grew his yeah. bones back <laughs> and it was no big deal.
0: I feel like that sequence is just like the 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 center around which all of our discussion about Harry Potter revolves. Like, <laughs> the bone growing juice. For some reason we talk about the bone growing juice. Because so much.
1: what the fuck is that, dude? <laughs> Why do you have bone grow like all of the stupid rules? ...that come with Harry Potter magic... ...and you just slap a bottle of bone-growing juice on the table... ...and you're like, this is fine. This works
0: inside of the rules... And it, they plop it down on the counter and it's just, like, it's this goofy, like, skeleton bottle. Yeah.
1: And he and just drinks
0: they, it and it's just like, oh, are you missing any bones? Oh, I'll fix that for yeah. you. Here's some and extra then bones. And they don't
1: use it for anything ever again as, like, a yeah. solution. <laughs> like, in the eighth movie, if, like, Harry Potter is fighting Voldemort and they just took, like, a swig of bone-growing juice. And then he, like, grew some extra bones <laughs> that gave him the strength to kill Voldemort. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Harry Potter and the Two New Bones. <laughs> he
0: just, like, he just, like, grows another arm. Yeah. And, like, it just freaks Voldemort out. Like, what would you, like, you even do with that? Dude, it's magic. It's not like it's going to give him any extra magic.
1: No, no, that's where you're wrong. <laughs> They're magic bones because of the bone-growing juice. Oh,
0: God. God Harry Potter and the Two Chekhov's Magic Bones. <laughs> Someday, because you know Harry Potter is gonna be one of those things that we're gonna keep making shit for years and years. Oh,
1: absolutely! We're, we'll never. Someday, be
0: free. someday when I'm a successful screenwriter, which I will be, yep, uh, and I get and I get put on, you know, the Hermione Granger spinoff, um, then I'm gonna I'm gonna make I'm gonna find some way to make bone regrowing <laughs> juice like completely <laughs> integral to the plot.
1: Because, thank God. <clears throat> magic is stupid
0: i know it's so dumb um
1: (laughs) i'm going to okay
0: um the relationship between neville and mad i moody right Mm -hmm. it is he already Barty crouch during that scene when he like takes him into his office and is like oh here's some books on plants and we're cool
1: yeah, because at the wrap up scene where Barty Crouch was like, "I did it! I did all the things," right? He says, "Who do you think gave Neville the idea to give you gillyweed? If I hadn't put the book in his hand, so, right? Yeah, yeah, that's that just what, sucks because it's
0: so like yeah. heartwarming and really sweet.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's what sucks about this movie, and like, and like a good kind of sucks, not like a, it's bad, but like an yeah. emotionally manipulative sucks. They're like. Mad-Eye throughout this whole movie is really, really cool. It's an awesome yeah, he really character. Yeah, really is. And then, I wish they would have
0: just pulled it so that it was like, oh, and then like three quarters of the way through the year I kidnapped Mad-Eye Moody or yeah. something like that.
1: No, it's the whole year. And so, yeah. like, all the really cool stuff that we got with Mad-Eye Moody has all been fake the whole time.
0: Right. But then we it's meet like...
1: Mad-Eye Moody again, and he's exactly like that <laughs>
0: <laughs> right yeah so
1: like we either had to pick one and make mad eye moody different than that or or yeah. we'll have that be what did. he's like and have it be like barney comes in at the end but they didn't do either of those it's just right. like oh that was all barney but also mad eye moody is also just like that all the time
0: <laughs> right they, i want a version of this where they take mad eye moody out of the trunk and he's just like
1: Oh, thanks. It was really dark in that truck. No, I really I appreciate like that you guys let me out. <laughs> it's just Media like reporter, totally nice different. Nice to meet you. You want me to <laughs> uh, teach you about like the dark curses or whatever? Can you to Have you still not of? seen?
0: Have you still not seen Spider Man Far From Home?
1: I haven't. You haven't. I haven't. I still haven't.
0: <laughs> okay, I was gonna relate it back to something in that movie, but I can't.
1: Cause when Spider Man dies and he comes back, he's like, "Thanks, Magneto." You kind of see out.
0: it. Oh, okay. You know what? It's not important. Can I spoil like a minor element of it? Sure. So, at the very end, like in like the post-credit scene, yeah, you find out that this whole time Nick Fury was one of the scrolls from Captain Marvel, and like uh. Nick Fury wasn't truly in the movie. It was like this scroll. Like as him, like just being like reconnaissance for wherever Nick Fury actually is.
1: Yeah, for doing
0: whatever. But it's like Nick Fury has a pretty solid arc in the movie. And then you're just like surprised oh. it wasn't Nick Fury that whole time. <laughs> so I you're guess like,
1: that wasn't anything. <laughs> yeah,
0: so it's like, oh, cool. That was just nothing, and that doesn't didn't make any sense. Cool, great, thanks, really appreciate it. Great, thank you. God, we
1: did, God we did that. Yeah, that's um, this whole movie. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Like, well, guess all that cool stuff we did was, was for naught.
0: Um, okay, and we, we already brought up the the scene where he's fucking with the spider, but it's just yeah, still very good, it's so very good. good scene. Um. Show us some more of the fucking dragons.
1: I know. I was about to say, with the way they do some really cool stuff with the dragon and like the actual like, champ. What does it call it during the like actual tournament? Like they the do a lot of tournament. like cool like sound design with like the wings and stuff that make it yeah, seem man. like really really big. And like the animation looks so good. And like they do a lot of really cool and creative things with the dragon because it like goes from a chase to this like. I don't know how to describe it when they're both trying to get to, when Harry's trying to get to his broom and the dragon's trying to get right. to Harry and they're like slowly like getting closer and closer to each other, like climbing on the top of the castle. Like it's such right. a cool action set piece and it's such a cool scene, but then that's, that's the only dragons and we never talk about dragons <laughs> right, ever again. Yeah.
0: Well, and it's like, and they, they are, it's so lazy. The, the bit where they're pulling the dragons out of the bags, which is weird in the first place. Yeah. Why? But who like, are,
1: what are these little mini dragons? Where did those come um, from?
0: But they show you Fleur's dragon Mm -hmm. And then the other two dragons are just like Conveniently off screen the whole time And it's like, fuck off, show us the other dragons I want to see it
1: Jackson, that costs money Yeah But you're making
0: Harry Potter 4 You've got enough money You can pay (laughs) a single artist Like a half, like
1: A week's worth of work
0: to make those Those dragons
1: No, but like at Harry Potter, a very Potter musical makes a good joke about that, where it's like, here are the other dragons, and here's Harry's dragon, the devil machine gun dragon, good luck, <laughs> and it's like, well, okay, <laughs> because they, <laughs> like, cause they're like, oh, here's your, like, I wish they would, like, talk about the dragons some more, and, like, how, like, each one is different, like, a little bit right. like how to train your dragon, where they're like, here's yeah. the hungarian whatever it does this which is really cool and here's the green whatever and it does this which is really cool but it's it just feels like like you get a regular dragon you get a regular dragon you get a regular dragon. uh here's some hell spawn that's covered in needles and uh, likes <laughs> right. to eat babies here you go harry potter yeah. i hope you don't die
0: <laughs> i think just what we i think our biggest stance as a podcast i think we yeah. can go all in on this every movie with dragons should have more of them.
1: Should have more dragons in it. More
0: more different kinds of dragons in them. Yeah. If you think you have enough dragons,
1: you're wrong.
0: Add two more and then come back to me and then I'll give the okay if that's enough dragons. From yeah. now two on.
1: New different types of dragons yes. that you talk about, even a little exactly. bit
0: Exactly. Yeah. They've gotta have lore behind them. Yeah. Um <laughs> this is the new rule. Any Hollywood execs thinking about making a dragon movie, it's got to <laughs> go through me from now on.
1: Yep. I'll have your um, badge.
0: <laughs> I also just, I wrote down in my notes just the quote, this doesn't feel fun. <laughs> like, the, w- oh, yeah. the way the audience is responding to this, it doesn't seem like anybody's really having fun with this. They all yeah. just seem really, really worried that they're going to watch a 14-year-old kid get fucking killed by a dragon. <laughs> yeah.
1: This is, this is one of the, like, I talk about how well this movie balances, like, having fun and being serious. I feel like the Triwizard Tournament is where it kind of fails to do that. And it's partially Mm. the movie's fault and partially J.K. Rowling's fault for writing the Triwizard Tournament. Where it's, like, they want to have fun with the magic because it's cool and it's magical stuff. And we're talking about dragons and murder people and mystery mazes and all that stuff. Like, it's all cool magic stuff that they want you to be, like, excited and interested in. But mm-hmm. then you have, like, the actual story that's going on where you're supposed to be scared because they told you, you can die. Harry Potter could die. Right. And people are afraid. Like, they, they put so much emphasis into how young he is, like, throughout the whole movie. Right. And then when he's a- put in actual danger, they, like, want you to have fun. And it's just kind of yeah. hard to.
0: <laughs> yeah. And, I mean, I said it before, and I'll say it again. Um, Like, just have a stupid throwaway line where it's like, oh, and if it really seems like he's going to get killed, then people will intervene. There are plans for that. Don't even yeah. tell us what the plans are. Just say that there are them and make the audience seem like they're having more fun than they are.
1: Yeah, so that when... Well, because even if you did that, because then at during, in the maze where Kronk... Uh, what's his name?
0: <laughs> yeah, Kronk.
1: When Kronk tries to kill Fleur and... Flew. Cedric. Man, yeah. fuck these people's names. Like, <laughs> Croc tries to I kill Florence and Cedric. Names. But, th- it, like, that would be, like, scary because you realize that whoever was there to make sure they didn't get hurt isn't there anymore. Like, that would be, right. like, really scary. But then you have, like, the scenes where they're, like, in the lake and, like, they could just, like, kill each other at any moment and they don't because right. they're children. But, like, I don't know. I feel like that would have put more snakes to it, and if you put a safety net there, and then take the safety net- safety net away.
0: Safety net away.
1: There's the safety net, and then you take the safety net away. That's much scarier than I guess right. just, like, never having a safety net.
0: Yeah. And, okay, let's talk about- I, this is skipping ahead a little bit, but it's relevant to what we were just talking about.
1: Yeah. So,
0: would the people that they put in the lake have just died if they failed?
1: What's yeah, going on with no. that? If I remember from the book, it was when he gets out with both uh, with Fleur's little sister and Ron. I remember people being like, "You idiot, they wouldn't have died. We had we had like the Mar <laughs> right. people would have like brought her up and she and Fleur would have just lost." So right. I, that was in the book that was a part of it that it wasn't something that Harry needed to do, but it's something that right. he felt like he needed to do, and yeah. that's why he got warded. Second place for moral fiber. In the movie, it super just feels like they're gonna die. Yeah, the more people are just like, "Ah, well, you can only take one, and it's like, okay, why though?
0: Yeah, (laughs) it's it's one of those weird things that's just like. Uh, Say yeah, I went words. to Hogwarts to come compete in this big sports thing, and they just killed my sister over it. Yeah, like my sister just died because I wasn't very good at the games. Yeah, because I'm not the
1: best swimmer in the world.
0: Yeah, got
1: <laughs> like um, tagged by a bunch of little gnome squid thingies.
0: <laughs> uh, anyway, back to where we were. Um, as far as the dance, yeah. this is like because you know this movie as much as. We talked about at the very beginning it being way, way too fast. The middle, the majority of this movie is really just, like, it likes to luxuriate in all these things that it's setting up, you know?
1: Which is honestly really nice for a Harry Potter movie. What's so cool about the Harry Potter stories is that you get the plot that you get. Like, you get the story of, like, oh, the dark, uh, like, you get the story, but then you have the whole rest of the year, basically, where they're just kids at school. So Uh you do get, like you get to just experience all these little moments that aren't necessarily vital to the plot, but are still interesting. So I think it's cool that this movie does slow down a little bit to just, like, the kids go to prom, and it's awkward, and it's just like every prom that you've ever been to.
0: And I like, I love the moment where they're talking, or where they, like, sort of establish that, like, Neville is, like, really passionate about dancing, and he's, like, discovering this for himself. Because I don't know, it just feels really good because it's, like, you have seen Neville, and you just see him, and you're like, oh, he's, like, he's finding his niche in this movie, and he's really yeah. happy with where he is. And they don't really, I mean, the characters kind of do, but, like, the movie doesn't, like, ridicule him for being into dancing.
1: Yeah. You just
0: see it, and you're like, oh, nice, Neville. Like, good on you. Yeah. That's cool that you well, like this. I
1: mean, this. like, I think this is the book where jk rowling decided that she wasn't gonna be mean to neville anymore (laughs) right yeah well because this is the this is the book where we realized that his parents had been tortured into forgetting who he was
0: right yeah and then
1: this is also where he gets into plants and herbology and then there's stuff like the dancing like where she kind of decides like okay he's gonna be like an actual character now and this is when we get like the whole like harry potter like gang of friends instead of just ron hermione and harry (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> Ron and Hermione and glasses
1: and um, looks at smudge of my hand horny uh, oh my God.
0: God. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry that got me really good um, <laughs> So, okay, there is, I love, like, all of the, like, adolescent awkwardness in this whole, in this whole area. I think it's all super good. The only time I think they sort of go a little bit too far with it, though, is the bit where Ron is like, Hermione, like, would you want to go to the dance with one of us? And she just, like, flips the fuck out. And it's like...
1: No, I, I, no, I get that scene. Yeah. I get it.
0: Maybe I'm just, maybe I'm just overestimating the emotional capacity of 14-year-olds. Well, because
1: it, well, it's not like, hey, Hermione, do you want to go to the dance with us? It's like, hey, Hermione, you're ugly as shit. You're not going with anybody, right? You dumbass. Like, that's what it is. <laughs> it's not like, hey, Hermione, do you want to go to the dance? It's I have no one else to go to, and I don't want to go with you, but hey. Right. Ugly I guess
0: maybe I guess maybe in my mind, I just think that they should, like, because it's all so much based on, like, oh, the girl has to ask a guy. That's, like, part of the whole thing. Or I mean, the other way around. A guy has to, like, ask a girl. So in my mind, in this social situation, it would just be like, if Hermione wanted to go with one of them, she should have just said so. It's, like, where my head was at. But, like, I guess it's all, like, part of the whole thing with gender roles and whatever, but yeah.
1: fine. Well, it's because um, J.K. Rowling's not that good at gender roles, let's be real.
0: <laughs> right, yeah. But, yeah, no, it's just, like, this whole, like, school dance thing feels like it takes place in, like, the 50s, you know?
1: It, it, it does feel like that.
0: Um. Yeah, yeah.
1: it, it so feels I, like... I guess that's
0: just where my head is at, but, yeah, you're probably right. Yeah,
1: but, yeah, it's it wasn't... I mean, it's... The scene isn't, like, oh... Hermione you're being mean it's hey Ron you're being a big jerk right now <laughs> so, yeah. um
0: I want okay first of all the dress robes are great that's, <laughs> that's a, really it's funny. a funny goof um the this is next thing I've written down is what's with all the champions dating 14 year olds
1: <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Cedric is dating Cho, which is a little weird.
0: Yeah, and I think Cho is a year older than Harry. I think I that's think a so. thing, isn't it? But yeah.
1: like, 15? so it's like slightly
0: less weird. But Victor Crumb goes with Hermione, which is very weird. And
1: Victor Crumb's like twenty-four or something. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, I mean, presumably he's seventeen. Yeah. Um, he's also a professional, a... <laughs> right?
1: Football player. Uh, it
0: just it's it's just weird. And like Cedric and Cho is also weird. It's slightly less weird. It's still a little bit weird.
1: And then Flair goes out with some guy. They don't even I don't think he's even in France. Yeah, I don't think we even see
0: Um The Oh, and I just want to say that the band that they're dancing to has like a whole bunch of cameos from like different British rock bands make up that band. There's like two guys from Radiohead in it.
1: Oh yeah. Really uh, I, read, I, never knew that.
0: Yeah, I read that apparently France Ferdinand was supposed to be the band originally. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, but they couldn't make it work, so they just had to like pull in like any British rock yeah. musicians who happened to <laughs> be available please? that day. Yeah. Uh but
1: yeah. I mean first of all, that scene in the boat like the dance itself is like really, really pretty. <laughs> Much oh, prettier yeah. than it had any right to be. But what I love about that scene is that it it's so it's so high school dance that it like starts out so pretty and then by the end of the night when they pull out like the real band and everyone's like dancing and stuff and like all the chairs are like flipped over and there's like <laughs> right, nobody yeah. here and there's like crap on the ground there's it's, like, like garbage yeah,
0: everywhere yeah. yeah
1: it's like yeah this is this is right this feels right
0: <laughs> and that shot of like everybody up at the, at the musician or like up at the band like dancing and then you like sort of pan over the crowd and you see them just like sitting on sitting by themselves at the tables yeah. at the back is so good
1: and then like Crumb and Hermione like walk away and you could see like kind of people like kinda of leaving and just like kind of like hanging around. Like I don't know how they nailed that so much, but like it just totally yeah. felt like high school dance.
0: Right. And I also and you, I also yeah, go ahead.
1: Well and then you have Neville and Ginny dancing, which is just adorable.
0: Yeah. The um <clears throat> I I just, I, one of the things in this, and I guess, I don't know, it's all part of the weird, maybe I'm overanalyzing the fact that they're 14-year-olds and they have weird feelings about dances, but I just, I don't buy that Hermione would be into Victor Crumb, really.
1: Yeah, I don't, well, I think, I mean, that's just, that's just Hermione being a girl, I mean, it's just, he, even if she's not that super into him, he is, a handsome, popular dude. And she kind of talks about that a little bit later with Harry. She's like, I mean, we don't really talk a lot. Like, we don't have that much in common, but, like, he's right. nice. And, like, that's, like, it. She's like, I will totally, she <laughs> right. had tons of fun with him at the dance, but it's like, it's just, I don't know, he's not, he's not my boyfriend.
0: Yeah. Um, and yeah, I guess that's part of it's true. Um, and, you know, I guess, and presumably with all the stuff from earlier with her having her feelings hurt about the fact that the Guys were never asking her about anything. The fact that somebody asked her and she would just say yes, pretty much regardless of who it really was. I mean, you know. yeah. Um, uh, I want to talk about the communal prefects bathroom.
1: Yeah. Why, is, why did the prefects get this weird giant mega bathtub? Yeah. And it's like uh, supposedly for more than one person. Yeah,
0: no, it's not. It's not just for one person. No. Why at this dormitory high school is there just a communal bathroom? That but seems only, fucked up to me.
1: Only for the good kids, though. Maybe because they yeah. know that the prefix won't fuck. But like,
0: maybe, maybe that's part of it. Still, it's <laughs> like still we know weird. that you guys, like you guys, are the narcs, So we know that you guys yeah. will follow the well, rules. Well, like in even
1: here. if it's like he, it, he says that it's the male prefect it's like Desi, the boys okay. prefect bathroom but like even within the same gender it's like i why why right, yeah i have yeah. never wanted to take a bath where i had to clean myself with another human yeah. being present and also cleaning themselves yeah. that sounds bad
0: and it's like if Harry was just like in a bathing suit, I would have no questions. No, I would but be like, he's butt-ass oh.
1: nude.
0: Yeah, it's just like oh, it's like a big hot tub that the nice kids get. Like that's that's fine. It's that's
1: like cool. that that makes sense. I, I I guess that that is kind of just a thing in Japan. Like right. communal bathrooms are like totally just a thing. But we're not in Japan. We're in. Yeah, Hogwarts. Harry Potter we're and the Goblet of the Fire is probably my
0: favorite Japanese movie.
1: Yeah, Harry Potter.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry, did it just take you a second to catch up? <laughs>
1: Uh, My brain is buffering. (laughs) Um,
0: uh, By the way, my favorite character in Harry Potter, back for this movie, Lording Myrtle,
1: back to sexually harass Harry (laughs) Potter.
0: Yeah, uh huh. Back to being a literal sex criminal in this movie.
1: Yeah. Listen, Um, she's a ghost that lives in a toilet, and she's perpetually (laughs) thirteen. What did you expect?
0: Exactly. It's so perfect. I love. She's like if Tina Belcher
1: was a ghost that died in your bathroom.
0: Yeah, precisely. (laughs) But can you press charges against ghosts?
1: In this universe? I yeah. don't know.
0: I wonder if they just can do infinite crime.
1: Okay, wait. No magic can bring someone back from the dead. Then what the fuck are ghosts, guys? Okay, they're not
0: back from the dead. But it's you different. can, like,
1: chat them up and hang out. I mean, it's yeah. pretty much.
0: But don't they say... I remember they talk about it in one of the books. Don't they say it's, like, a choice that you have to make yourself? Probably. Yeah, but
1: why, why, why is it their ghost mom and dad? <laughs> like that would be better than no mom and dad, you know?
0: I uh okay, I it's it's like a disturbing half life, right?
1: I don't know. I don't, I don't, think, remember, I don't think I don't think we remember should be the wishing that in Harry Potter. And James
0: Potter. It's not like you just get to come back and chill out in the world. Like there's a yeah. cost to it.
1: I mean, yeah, I it's just like the. Black Mirror episode where they have to choose between dying naturally or having their subconscious uploaded to the cool VR cloud.
0: Right. Yeah. Um, okay. Just I just want to say, <laughs> now that we're at, unless there's something I'm missing, now that we're at the second trial. Um, yeah. This the first the first one was very fun because it's something happening right in front of everybody and everybody gets to watch. Yeah. Um. The second two trials. Are the shittiest spectator sports anyone yeah. has ever come Let's up with. Let's watch
1: these children go into something, and then we're all just gonna stand around and wait to see if they <laughs> come out.
0: To see who comes out and win,
1: <laughs> and if. Yeah. Well, <laughs> what's weird about this film is that there's lots of cuts in this movie. Like after someone says something that like leads into the next scene, and then they cut right. to the scene, and they do that at least like three times but they're always they always like wait like just a little bit too long after the <laughs> right. line has been said to like cut to the next thing. Yeah. Because I think it's like I think it's like Harry and Neville talking and Neville's like, "Oh, I could get you some gillyweed." Cut to next scene and it's like, <laughs> "Okay." <laughs>
0: um the the next thing I have written down is just that moment afterwards where Fleur comes over and, like, kisses Ron on both cheeks and, like, says something, and Ron just goes, Mercy. I think that's really good. I think that's I really I didn't funny. notice that. Oh, it's so
1: good. <laughs> Mercy. Yeah. I did notice something kind of cool that there's, that's after the second trial and and Barty Crouch and Harry are talking and Barty Crouch is talking about family or some shit, whatever the hell he was talking about in that scene. But, uh... <laughs> Then Maddie, Maddie Maddie, Moody comes over and, like, starts talking to him. And then he does that thing where he, like, licks his lips. And then Barty Crouch just, like, totally drops out of the conversation. I thought that was super cool because it was showing that Barty Crouch recognized that this was his son. And I thought that was a super cool thing. Right. What's not as cool is David Tennant's character decision to do (laughs) that weird licking his lips thing. Like, he's Heath Ledger. And it's... David Tennant doesn't do a good job in this movie.
0: No, I don't really think he does. And I think this is before he was even on Doctor Who, right?
1: Yeah, I don't... I No, I think it... No, because this was like... I guess this is still the 90s. When is this?
0: No, it's not the 90s. Not Hold
1: the 90s? On. Okay, well, so David, David
0: Tennant started being on Doctor Who in 2006.
1: Oh, really? I guess it's British television, so it seems like it's the 90s. Yeah burn on the BBC. This is 2004.
0: So yeah, this is before he was even Doctor Who. So he's okay. still like pretty much an unknown actor at this point. Okay,
1: that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he do- He just like overacts and he has that line at the end where he's like, I'll show you my- I'll show you yours if you show you mine. And he shows it the Darth Mark and it's like, why did you the make Darth that Mark, penis yes. joke, David Tennant? <laughs> right. Why-, why did you do that?
0: <laughs> okay, you know what? I've never understood. What? The phrase I'll show you yours if you show you if you show me...
1: Yeah, we both said mine. it really wrong.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'll show you mine if you show me yours.
1: Yeah.
0: It's just one of those things that, like, is a phrase that, like, people say. Yeah. What scenario is that based on?
1: Uh, just, in it's, what, it's penis. It's penis-having.
0: Right, but in what context would you be like, hey, I'll show you my dick if you show me your dick?
1: I don't like, know, Jackson. you... <laughs> <when is,
0: laughs> So if you're counting on me, I'm telling you that that's never happened to me, at least. <laughs> I've never had that requested upon me.
1: Well, man, you need to get out more. I don't know.
0: <laughs> Next time I'm like out at the club, I'm just going to be like, hey, I'll show you mine if you show me yours to some guy. And you just be like.
1: Ugh. Oh, you know what? I think it's trying to get girls to show you, just have them show you their boobs. I think that's oh, another thing.
0: Maybe could be.
1: Either way, it's never it's never a good thing, and no one has yeah. ever said it. Um. <laughs> it's definitely a sex joke, though. Like no matter right. what David Tennant was trying to say, that's what it was.
0: Yeah, um, the so there's that moment where the the trio. And we haven't really talked about it, but there's all the stuff about Harry and Ron getting in that big fight and then, like, kind of making up later. And I think yeah. it's all really good and really well executed. Yeah, I, was like, I don't um,
1: have any notes about it because it just, like, felt really natural and it felt Yeah, it totally it totally yeah.
0: works. And it's totally, like, just the, like, quintessential, like, young fight where it's, oh, like, yeah, totally. all, of, all of this is based on something that wasn't even really a big deal in the first place. Yeah. But it's just, like, the fact that neither of you are, like fessing up to what happened or like talking about what's going on and yeah. you just keep getting angrier and angrier at each other
1: this is the only time in the whole harry potter series where hermione says like ugh boys and it's like actually effective and means anything <laughs> right, yeah it, like because when they make something. up and hermione's like next to them and she's like oh my god you guys like it's a really effective there every other time ta- every other time she does that it doesn't work and it's annoying right. but that one time <laughs> she's right,
0: right. um but uh, there's that bit where like the trio is in the woods with Hagrid and they find Barty Crouch Sr.'s body. His corpse. Um, and there's literally absolutely no context for that scene at all. No, no. We don't they're know what like, they're doing. We don't know why they're in the woods. We don't know like what like there's it's just yeah. they cut to them in the woods and they find a body. It's like, what the fuck? What is this? Yeah,
1: no, literally they were like when, when Harry goes to talk to Bar- Barty Crouch right after the event you just hear ron go like see you at hagrid's afterwards and then they go to hagrid's i thought they would like have tea or something because that would make sense but instead they just wander through the woods for a little bit and find a corpse (laughs) (laughs) you know americana
0: (laughs) who was it that did that youtube red show called like do you want to see a dead body i don't know (laughs) it was like I never watched it, but I saw, like, trailers for it, and it was just somebody who did... It was basically, like, a talk show, yeah. except, like... And, you know, it wasn't, like, real. It was, like, staged. But yeah. it was, like, the conceit was just, like, whoever it was and the celebrity they have on walking through the woods to go find a dead body
1: <laughs> that <laughs> he knows about. really good. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> Maybe I should check that out. I don't know if that was actually funny or not, but it was it a really good idea. sounds
1: really good. <laughs> um, <laughs> I hope it's not wildly problematic. <laughs>
0: Yeah, uh, yeah. Then it turns out it was real dead bodies, and like families yeah, and like, are really oh, upset. Oh,
1: and no. Like, Logan oh Paul. no! Oh no! Oh no!
0: What
1: I love so- with- is this gag throughout the whole movie that I think is really good of everyone just knowing Harry Potter is the Polyjuice Potion kid, <laughs> which I think is really <laughs> <Right>. good.
0: <laughs> when is the other because- time they bring it up?
1: Well, because when Moaning Myrtle shows up, she's like, "I found some Polyjuice." polyjuice- potion in the drain is that you again and harry's like i'm naked and then <laughs> and then later snape yells at him for stealing his polyjuice potion stuff he's like i know you and your friends are making polyjuice potion again
0: right. no you know what? it's <laughs> Here's, okay look i kind of missed my opportunity but say uh adeline i need you to set me up with uh say i found some polyjuice potion in the g- drain Was that you again say that again
1: Okay, i found some polyjuice potion in the drain is that you again
0: And then Harry says, no, I don't like jacking off the shower. I do it in my room. But I'm, uh...
1: No, that's gross. I don't like that.
0: (laughs) Because it's, like, jizz.
1: Yeah, no, yeah, no, I got it. (laughs) Um, I I understood.
0: The, uh...
1: I just wanted, like, one more joke like that. Where, like, someone's like, what? Be careful who you're talking to. It might be Harry Potter with some Polyjuice Potion. (laughs) Like, I just wanted, like... One more goof to solidify it.
0: No, I want, like, somebody walking by to say something like that and have the shot of Harry just, like, throwing up his hands. Like,
1: what the fuck? Yeah, like, (laughs) Like, guys.
0: I did that one time.
1: (laughs) And Harry, and Hermione turned into a cat when she did that. And we're not going to (laughs) make fun of her about that.
0: We're not going to do it again.
1: Yeah. I did it once, and we accomplished nothing when we did it. super
0: poorly. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um. Okay There's this shot When wow. Harry goes into the maze mm-hmm. uh, And the doors There's like music And like the doors Like close behind him And yeah. suddenly there's just like This really really tight Close up on his face yeah, For like a solid silence. Four seconds And it's just silent It's so cool It's super good like, and well, just the fact that it's, like, so claustrophobic and it just puts you, like, right up in his grill right in that moment. It's so smart. The
1: way that they use the pet band is so effective. Yeah, because, man. first of all, the pet band is so high school. Like, even, like, they, like, have a <laughs> right. shot of them or, like, they're doing that, like, thing where, like, some of them are, like, popping up and some of them are, like, popping down in times of music. That's, like, <laughs> right. one of those, like, choreographed things that's so just, like, quintessential being in pet band. But right. And then, like... At the beginning of the tournaments, like, that pet band is, like, a happy, like, comforting noise because it's the reminder that this is supposed to be fun. Right. And then when the, when they actually go into the maze and there's silence and that's taken away from them, it really, it makes it scary. Yeah. But then when they come back with the corpse <sighs> of Cedric yeah, and they man. keep playing the pet music until they realize that something has gone wrong, it's just... Yeah oof it's I so wait, good
0: yeah i want to wait to touch on all that stuff at the end because all of it's so fucking it's good so and good. i just want to yeah. i just want to put it on a little bow at the end i know um the and also another thing that they do in the maze just filmmaking wise that i think is really cool is that they play long. around with like the eyelines of the characters oh yeah because it's like it's a maze and you're going every which way um, yeah. So like, and we're not gonna have
1: any context for where we are, no matter what you do.
0: Yeah, and so it's it, cool because like, and also because it's so uniform around them, it's super disorienting because you like are switching between characters a lot of the time, and mm-hmm. their eye lines are totally different every time, and you're never sure if the if when you cut between two people if they're in the same place or if you're cross cutting to somewhere different, and yeah. it feels really intentional and it's like really effective in being sort of disorienting.
1: And they have those it's the shot where cedric and harry are running for the cup and cedric cedric gets pulled down by the plants and you have that moment of like harry like looking at him and looking at the cup but then the cup is like in that like long hallway that they have like stretched and like at an angle it's a really cool shot
0: yeah um so okay now they've grabbed the cup they're at the graveyard
1: what a so, fun Grim Reaper grave that the riddles have!
0: Right, um, what a
1: fun Disneyland <laughs> statue.
0: But uh, what I want to say is, do they say like even a little bit where that little baby Voldemort came from?
1: I don't remember. I because what's weird about this movie is that they show you weird little baby Voldemort. Because what's right. what's so cool in the book. Is that they don't... They're not like, that's Voldemort. They just, like, there's this figure and it's carrying this bundle that looks like a baby. And they drop it into this pot of liquid. So, it's like this kind of, like, scary moment. Because you assume that it's some kind of infant, but actually it's Voldemort. So, it's really cool. I have no idea why he's a little baby. (laughs) It has something to do with unicorn blood, I guess. Like, it's gotta, right?
0: You know, it's that whole thing about, like, oh, you know, like traditionally like you can't bring somebody back from the dead with magic but if you're voldemort's followers and you're getting into like real sketchy shit it's like you could you could figure it out kind of well
1: and then you got voldemort with his horcruxes so he's never he's he's never actually died oh that's right i totally forgot
0: about that okay yeah yeah, yeah.
1: all of their stuff for bringing him back is like bringing him back to like an actual body because he's never actually died he's just turned into a weird little baby fetus
0: Gotcha. Okay, yeah, I totally, totally forgot about the whole Horcrux thing. The whole, uh, whole thing. Yeah, you know? well, because they don't bring it up until the very last book. Because it's Taker because really they
1: didn't plan for it, it until the very yeah. last book.
0: Um, but uh, that was the piece I was missing because I was like, okay, well, if he was dead, like, how did yeah. you,
1: how Back did you your do this? Stupid rules. Yeah. yeah,
0: but now that I remember that, that's a thing. It's like you know, yeah. taking his spirit and putting it into this little frail little body is like a step I'm willing to be fuzzy yeah. about.
1: Yeah, and um, that. The whole that whole scene of like the ritual is disgusting. Yeah, man. <laughs> that, like it's uh like when you like when you put when he puts the weird little baby in the cauldron and he doesn't just dump the bundle, he like does he does like a death at sea where he like does a little magic trick like whoosh where he puts the baby <laughs> into the cauldron. Right. And then, like, you have the scene where, like, the bubbling liquid is, like, this flesh color, and then they put Harry's blood into it, and then it turns red, and it's, and then weird, gross fetus Voldemort comes into it, and is naked for, like, a half second. Like, it's just, it's very well done, but it's disgusting.
0: Right. That, I think that scene at the end is easily, easily the best, like, ten minutes of any of these Harry Potter movies so far. Oh, yeah.
1: Dude, Ralph Voldemort? Fiennes
0: is so good as Voldemort. I know. And that whole a sequence where they're like having that duel and he's just like talking at him. He's so like excited and confident to be alive. Yeah. And he's just like, if anyone talks about you ever again, Harry, it's going to be about how you begged for death and how I gave it to you. Yeah. Like and he's just like chatting him up. It's so, yeah, it's so I love, scary.
1: I love the way that Voldemort talks because it's almost in like a familiar kind of way. Yeah, because Totally. Like, it's, like, they've got this, like, cool kind of, like, chemistry going on. And mm-hmm. it's it's just so good. Like, the way that he talks to him, it's just, like, so good. Mm-hmm. And, like, he's totally just, like, playing with him because it's Voldemort. And, like, he... The fact that you have him enter the scene as this terrifying little fetus baby. Right. And then, like, that's how he enters it. And then when he comes back and you see Voldemort with his weird nose and his snake eyes, and, like, he's like a scary figure because he yeah, is. Yeah, man. Because this, there's no nuance. He is just evil. Like, he mm-hmm. is the epitome of evil. He is bad. And, so, and then you have all the Death Eaters coming, and you have this moment where he's, like, turning on all of his Death Eaters, and then he, like, Harry says something, and then he turns on Harry. Like, it's just so good. Like, the scene is so good.
0: Right. Um. I also, I made a note that, like, presumably Voldemort didn't always look like this. This is, like, yeah. just what he looks like now that he's been revived. Yeah. I think it would be cool to see, like, a flashback sequence with, like, Voldemort. Like, during his original reign, where he's, yeah. like, got hair and a nose and, like, yeah. looks like a dude, you know? I think that'd I mean, be something we, that we never really get to see.
1: Yeah, I mean, we see Tom Riddle, which is kind of that, but different. Yeah. We never see, like, an adult Tom Riddle, then, right. we see what you're yeah. saying.
0: I want to see, like, would, a regular-ass, yeah. no-makeup Ralph Fiennes, like, doing yeah. his evil Dark Lord thing.
1: What's really fun about looking back on the second Harry Potter movie is that his Voldemort's whole thing about coming back through the diary is that he's just gonna get his hot teen body back again (laughs) (laughs) right (laughs) i'm gonna be sexy 15 year old tom riddle let's go um and okay there's i
0: i don't like the parents coming out of the wand thing
1: yeah that's jk rowling's fault though
0: it's just like that's just like the perfect encapsulation of just like harry potter brand bullshit that's just like this is nothing, and it the scene wouldn't, isn't even really that better for having it, and it just doesn't make no. any sense, and you're just making up these rules yeah. as you go along. I
1: mean, it's just another log on the bonfire of Harry being saved by other people's actions, and him yeah. being guilty about it. So he's like, right. I didn't defeat Voldemort, I got help, I didn't win the Triwizard Tournament, I got help, I didn't blah blah no. blah, I got help, which is a theme later, and that's important. But right. it's like, I don't know... Even, even if it was just, like, a voice in his head instead of having the actual ghosts manifest, that would make more sense. Yeah. Because I don't remember if they explain what's happening in the books. It's something where, because they're connected and their wands have the same whatever, and because they have the same blood or whatever, that they he, for some reason he gets to see all the lives that have been taken by Voldemort's right. wand... But only the four only
0: the, most the, recent yeah, ones the most that we care ones. about. Or, oh, no, and, I like, think
1: that was the thing. I think
0: they say, like, in the book, it's, like, only the most recent ones. And because he died right after he killed his parents, it's, like, Cedric Diggory and his parents are, like, the most recent
1: Yeah, and spells. the old man from the house.
0: <laughs> right, he's also just there. He's just there. Um, yeah, it's
1: funny, because in that scene, he's literally just, like, standing there, like, well, <laughs> sup, guys.
0: Um... But, yeah, I don't know, and it's weird because it, like, it does, it gets weirdly grating having Harry, like, have these weird total, I mean, people use the term deus ex machina wrong all the time, but every single one of these is, like, textbook deus ex machina right at the very end, and it's never anything that Harry does. It's just total coincidence something comes and bails him out every single time, and it's, like, it's so, like, irritating at this point. Well, it's always
1: because of something But it's always stupid. Yeah. It's always always love magic or Harry and Voldemort being twinsies magic. Like, it's always one of those two things. Yeah. And both of those two things are kind of flimsy on their own anyway.
0: Right. And it's... I don't know. I just... And, you know, you can't, like, criticize it too harshly because, like you say, it sort of becomes a theme later, right? Yeah. Where Harry, like, becomes aware of the fact that it's never... He never has an earned victory, really. Yeah. Everything is just coincidence or something that he happens to already be. Um, But it's still just frustrating as a viewer who's experiencing it. It's like, you want Harry to fucking do something for once, yeah. you know? Like, he needs like- to get out of the situation because he's... Brave, Or because he's good at magic. Or because he's intelligent. Like, something besides just the fact that he's happens to to have been the special kid, you know?
1: I think what would have made this scene better is if he's in this duel with Voldemort. And he feels like it's do or die. Like, I have to kill Voldemort right now. Like, that's what I have to do. I'm 14 and I'm terrified. And then he gets the voice of his parents in his head that's like, just break the connection like grab Cedric and go like you don't need to kill Voldemort right now like yeah, you need to run, run away like just like having like just having that quick thing is I think would be so much better than having the whole spiel of all of the ghosts coming out and having this weird detailed conversation with them while Voldemort just kind of like looks at them like it's it's weird it doesn't feel good it doesn't flow yeah. Especially when Cedric Diggory's like, take my body back to my father. It's like, (laughs) I was going to do that anyway. Like, you can give me credit for that. Like, Right, yeah. (laughs) I wasn't just going to leave your corpse here.
0: (laughs) Okay, well, if you say so. Yeah.
1: Are you sure?
0: (laughs) But yeah, I don't know. And it's, I don't know, I think it's just one of those things, and because you're so used to him just getting bailed out by bullshit, like, it sort of, it robs the scene- because, like, the fact that he's just, like, by himself with oh, yeah. Voldemort, surrounded by his followers with nothing on him except his wand. It's, yeah. like, this is a no-win scenario. Oh, and yeah. And it, it, to- it, you know, the rest of the scene outside of the bullshit w- works super well. Oh, so but, well. But, like, it needs to feel more hopeless. I want to be more scared for Harry than I am in that scene. Yeah. Because, like, I need to feel the immediate urgency of, like, I am... Going to die. Like this is not a scenario that I'm going to walk away from. You know? Yeah,
1: exactly. Um, like you, you, you get just like a little bit of that do or die where he like comes back out and like faces Voldemort and they have that actual duel. But like, right? It's just again, it's just not enough. It's not pushed to what it could be pushed to do.
0: Right. Um. And yeah. So anyway, they grab the port key and they come back and it's god it's so fucking good so where like the good. band is playing and they're like oh harry you did it hooray and yeah. like harry's just like screaming and crying over a dead body and it takes everybody like 45 seconds before yeah, they it realize takes what's wrong a grip. like oh it's so good mm-hmm.
1: um
0: the uh sorry just a second um But, yeah. And then, like, right from that, though, we just, like, sort of dovetail into the whole, like, Barty Crouch dealy, where he's, like, talking to Mad-Eye Moody, and he's just like, oh, no, my potion happens to be running out right now, and I just (laughs) happened to be out of it. I didn't bring any extras. Whoopsie-daisy. Like, yeah. What the? It's just like when they go outside in *Prisoner of Azkaban*. Lupin's like, "Uh oh, it's a full moon right now." <laughs> right like, now. Okay, are you been taking your potion?
1: <laughs> nope, I ran out.
0: Oh, <laughs> well, I ran out of it yesterday. Who <laughs> the fuck? Um,
1: Whoa.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's just so stupid. Um, yeah. And then I also wrote down like, Mad Eye Moody is locked in this giant trunk with like a yeah. bazillion padlocks, and it's clearly like enchanted the fuck out of. Yeah. But Snape just waves his wand and it's just fucking open for everybody to see. It's like, what's the point of anything in this world?
1: Yeah, no. Hey, um, hey, um, hey, uh, uh, magic's dumb.
0: Magic's so dumb. And it's like, this even is clearly like an enchanted chest that's like designed to be hard to open for magicians. Yeah, but still Snape is just like, oh, like, here's my opening a chest spell, like, bloop, yeah. there you go.
1: Yeah, like you could have a spell to lock a door, but guess what? There's a door unlock spell, so you're <laughs> right. just it do, it don't work. Yeah. This is why the Green Lantern is so dumb. Like it's the same exact reason. <laughs> right. It's like here comes a big fist. Here comes a big shield. Like it's literally it's it's, it's stupid. It's dumb. It's third yeah. graders playing on the playground. <laughs>
0: um. Okay. I really love that there's sort of this thread At least in these movies so far Of like Hogwarts Being actively transparent With their students um, Oh yeah Because in this one they say like you know The ministry doesn't want us to tell you this But here's what fucking happened Voldemort came back and he killed Cedric Diggory That's why he's dead um, yeah. And you know in the second one like, There's all this stuff with the Basilisk And Professor McGonagall is just like Yeah here's what's up A long time ago there was this thing And we think it might be happening again now and yeah. it's just, like, it. it's it's weirdly off-character for this franchise to have to this... To tell you
1: anything. To,
0: yeah, to just, like, cut through a layer of bullshit just because we don't need it, really, yeah. you know?
1: Well, that, well, that's so good because then you get into, like, the sixth and seventh books and story. And then where you have people who have been told by Dumbledore that Voldemort is back, but they refuse to believe it. And they choose to believe the propaganda and all that stuff. And it's, like... Right. And it comes back in a really cool way that that transparency is kind of super important because it, like, it decides on whether or not people want to believe something because it's true, but then it comes down to, like, they've been told, they know, but do they want to believe it is, like, what it comes down to.
0: Right, yeah. Um, the, so yeah, all that stuff, Barty Crouch Jr., it's fine. (laughs) David now it's Tennant time is... for
1: the wrap-up with Dumbledore, where yeah. he explains everything and manages to explain nothing.
0: Yeah, and, like, David Tennant's making some decisions. Um, yeah. I hate do, the way you this think movie they ends. they told
1: him to do the weird-looking thing?
0: <laughs> I don't know. Or
1: if that was full-on DT? <laughs> um,
0: I, I, I hate the way this movie ends, because it's yeah. like at the end it's like weirdly like nostalgic and like good old timesy and he's like looking out at all his friends and like smiling a little bit like i had a good year and then the three of them are together like do you think we'll ever have a regular year at hogwarts it's like fuck off like this is not the time to be like nostalgic and looking back over the past year and all the fun times you had it's like Voldemort is back, and you Cedric Diggory got killed right in front of you. Like, this is real shit going on.
1: Yeah, well, I and, think like, that's you need why, to be affected by it. I think that's why they have to have that nostalgia, because there's that moment where they're kind of walking away, and Hermione goes, like, kind of stops for a second, and she's like, everything's gonna be different now. Like, Voldemort's fucking back. And yeah. so for them to, like, kind of be nostalgic and kind of be, like, loose about it, I think is important, because they're like, hey... All the good times that we've had at Hogwarts are probably never going to happen again. So it's like, can we just have a regular year at Hogwarts? Like, kind of like a tongue-in-cheek, like, ha <laughs> lol kind of thing is, like, kind of important. Because I think they kind of realize that, hey, like, there are dark times ahead that we're going to have to deal with. Yeah, I think,
0: I mean, I, I don't disagree with you, but I think if that was what they were really going for, they didn't pull it off.
1: I like, yeah, I, I totally agree with you there.
0: Because yeah, it just it it ends on way too positive a note. Yeah. I want I want to see these characters really wrestling with the fact yeah. that like shit really just hit the fan and we all yeah. fucked up really bad.
1: What, what really bugs me about this scene is that at Cedric's quote unquote like funeral where they're like having that discussion with everyone at school. And where Dumbledore says, like, if you remember the friendships that you have made this year, then everything that Cedric represented would not have been for nothing. Right. Which is a really, which is a really biting and heartfelt thing to say. For sure. Which, and and that ending scene where all of the different schools are all mixed together and they're all saying goodbye and it's all really sad because they're gonna see, never gonna see each other again and all that stuff. But that would have been so much better if they hadn't spent the whole movie... Making jokes about how the other schools didn't like the people <laughs> from the other schools. Like, right. there's so many shots of the girls from Fleur school, like, being mean and, like, turning around every time a boy from a Hogwarts school approaches them. Or, like, the right. crumb guys being weird Russian military men like they <laughs> right. make such a joke and like do so much stuff with like oh how they're like superior and like don't like each other and how the school and how the schools aren't mixing well and then you have like this emotional beat at the end which relies on them having mixed well and it just
0: right yeah it, it
1: doesn't work hmm Like, even Hermione's thing at the dance where she's like, this was about, like, making friendships with people, and that's what I'm doing. And it's like, they even make fun of Hermione for making friendships, and Ron says you're fraternizing with the enemy. Like, the the whole thing has been, like, a division between the schools. They've been competing. They've been angry at each other. They have not been mixing well. And to then, at the end, just say that they have been that whole time feels like a heartfelt moment that we didn't earn.
0: Right. Yeah, I mean, I I totally agree. It's just like, because that's the thing. It's like, this movie is really whack in a lot of ways. Yeah. (laughs) And this is just one of them. Like, the dismount on that fucking great 15 minutes right before the end. And they just totally, it's like he did some, like, beautiful, gorgeous flip, and then just landed directly on their face and, like, shoved their yeah. nose bone into their brain and died. <laughs>
1: and like, died instantly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and died on impact. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um. So, yeah, we, we made the executive decision that we're not going to do our sort of secondary things on these Harry Potter episodes anymore.
1: Because we we're just, just
0: going to... Give in to the fact that it's going to take us 90 minutes to go through everything.
1: We just talk about Harry Potter for so long.
0: (laughs) Right. Hey, Adeline, do you want to hear... I'm going to stop saying the star thing because a lot of the times it's not exactly one star. But do you want to hear a really bad review of Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban?
1: That's not the film we watched.
0: Uh, Goblet of Fire, I mean.
1: (laughs) Yep, uh-huh.
0: This is a a one-and-a-half star review by Letterboxd user Horatio... Pereira, Pere yeah Pereira, that's right. P r e r p e r e y r a
1: Pereira.
0: Anyway, uh, he says, I really despise this movie for having such an impactful and important ending for the series' future. After the rest of it being Harry Potter just fucking around in a stupid tournament, therefore I hated the story. I gotta say, it still had some good aspects, like the characters, dialogue, and directing. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> <laughs> so what part did you like him in again
0: <laughs> my name is Jackson McMurray
1: my name is Adelaide McMurray
0: and this is no nerds allowed
1: there are no nerds lo- What? <laughs> <laughs> you know what wasn't bad about this bad film the direction, the art style, the characters, and the story that was all good other than that Hot garbage! Fucking stupid
0: movie. I'm also just still trying to parse like what he's actually trying to say in the world. Yeah, that sense. like
1: opening thing that you said about like having a good ending for the series. Yeah. And then going to the tournament? What what? <laughs>